seeing diaper prices, formula prices, daycare prices, we're getting yeah. all of that at one time. So shout out to all the, the, the people with their kids doing their thing. But I know y'all struggling right now on the inside. Honestly, I was reviewing some taxes and I had a, um, a meeting with uh, one of my advisors. Um, I had some questions and I was just like, uh, a kid right now won't probably hurt. <laughs> some taxes she started laughing like, yeah, i know i know what serious. you mean you're like oh oh I'm like the first year i had this house i'm like i'm balling oh yeah <laughs> eventually they catch you up they catch up to you they're like now those still credits making, you still making all those money you're like you're making a lot of money here you know we're gonna cut i just i just entered a new tax bracket and it was just like Ooh, i'm yeah. feeling it i'm and feeling it's nasty it. too because just like at one day you just thought you're you're doing well for yourself and the other day they're like hey new tax bracket taking all your money so i'm still i'm still doing some calculation but thank gosh i have the other ira so I'm, i think are I'm you shifting to, to roth now or because you're getting I always had roth yeah so you always I, was, had roth. Okay. I always had roth but um at this point just avoid paying taxes all, all right let me, let me let me slow it down because somebody is probably listening to this and maybe we already started the episode. Maybe we need to do an intro. But ultimately, for anybody that's listening, a Roth IRA, traditional IRA are just what they are. Uh, the name, the, the acronym that they use is IRA, but it's actually the term is individual retirement account. So that's what you're thinking about. Majority of the people are familiar with an IRA, but they don't know that there's two different types. There's traditional and the Roth. The Roth is named after Rothschild, which is a senator or representative, so on and so forth. But the different versions have different tax implications. So majority of the investments that you're going to do within an IRA is always going to be after tax. That means that's your, you, after you get your paycheck, after all the stuff did, uh, are deducted and you have your, your uh, money in your bank account, you could transfer it to any brokerage like Fidelity, Schwab's or whoever that you have that you want. And then you could decide to opt into an IRA. For the 2023 season, the limit is $6,500. For 2022, it's $6,000. And max contribution in either are, either are uh, well, both of them at the same time. So if you have both, you're only limited to like the six grand or the six five. You can't kind of double dip where you put like six grand in traditional, then you stick six grand in a, a Roth. You can't do that. Like it's just it's just in combination. No matter how much you have, that's what it's going to be. The traditional itself is uh, you get the benefit once you just do your taxes. Uh, if you qualify based on income, you could take upwards to six thousand dollars in tax um, deductions or tax deferment credit. So later on, you're going to pay the taxes on it. But today you're opting not to pay the taxes. The Roth itself, everything about it is, is after tax. That means you're not getting any benefits from, uh, from a tax perspective in that year. You're literally putting your money away after tax and is growing after tax. So every level of growth that you have in there is all after tax money. So in the end of the game, when you do retire, you don't have to pay taxes on it at all. So that's the difference. Thank you so much for that. Hey man, we had to we had to at least get financial <laughs> at one point in this, in this podcast. No, no, I, I was gonna talk about it because funny enough, and I think you told me this like years, years back, um, open up the Roth. This is this is before I was I think I was making less than fifty thousand. This is like 2017 or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna open the Roth, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. Beast mode, bruh. Why did I open up a Roth? And that didn't serve me. <laughs> In terms of like the tax, the tax benefit of deductions, I should have just 
kept on with my uh, traditional and received that tax benefit on the back end. Um, once, you know, the estimate came out, I was looking at, thank goodness I did it. But if I would have went back, I probably wouldn't have opened it when, cause now it would have served me a little bit better making more money, but, um, it is what it is. What you, what you learn is what you learn. But, um, yeah, I'm gonna have to, uh, do some little bit moving money around to avoid paying, uh, taxes. But like I was saying, uh, a kid right now, you know, yeah, you know, the, the house, then you, you start looking at the boyfriend, girlfriend, like, mm, I don't know, maybe you need to level up because um, uh, like this is not serving us to be single. You get an extra tax for being single. Uh, like everything like... that you do, you know, I remember like, I guess when I was single, when we travel, they have these packages like, hey, you know, go around the world. But the, the, the single, yeah the, yeah, the Groupon packages, the single stuff is always more expensive than the actual couple. You like, can't I'm even like, book Yo. it if you're single. They only say it has to be a double occupancy. I'm like, is that, I feel like, I feel it's, like that's that's a good legal matter. Exclusionary? Yeah, no, that they, is. But they didn't say that your double occupancy meant that you're... But they charge you more. I remember, I used to have Groupon. They'll charge you more if you book single. Well, Groupon still exists? Yeah, Groupon still exists. Oh, see, I didn't know. There used to be, like, it was, used to be a bigger thing <laughs> at one point. Yeah, you remember Tiffany like, Haddish was, like, a sponsor at one point? Oh, yeah, maybe. I, yeah, yeah, it used to be, Groupon like, lit exists. in 2017 or something. Groupon was a thing. It kind of, it, it, it kind of, like, phased out a bit because a lot of things yeah. that they do have, like, these uh, small business owners are really getting more uh, savvy with social media managers and doing yeah. stuff online. So people will just go now if you know how to kind of, yeah, there was yeah, Groupon used to be the place where you find all the details or what what IG like people do with IG reels now is exactly what Groupon used to do with you know curating mm -hmm. experiences, activities, and so on and so forth. So he so just replaced go, it. Yeah. Yeah, dang, I feel bad for Groupon now. <laughs> like, Not like, me. Because hey, I, I, I used to be in my feelings. I'm like, I want to go. I I oh yeah, I used to try I to. to I, I'm like, I was like, I was just like trying to holler at girls, like, yo, can we go? Can we go half on this trip? And then they like, they, they, they do the, oh, they ain't like you. <laughs> they like my ass. It's all good. But ultimately, I'm like, I'm trying to get this thing half off. Like, I can't do it's, this. It's, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. If you're, if you're single and you listen to this right now, it's oh, like, I'm, you. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It hurt your girl pockets. You make more money than the the, the IRS is like. You single? You have kids? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. oh. So you don't have any of those things? Like, <laughs> it's like they're the one judging you, not even your family judging you. They're the no, they judging the you. Judge. They're like, mm, so you, so you great. get it on the, you get it on both ends. On the social end, you get it. Yeah. On the financial end, you get it. On the yeah. tax yeah. end, the IRS look at you like, man, <laughs> look at you. Get your life together. How about you get somebody? Uh, How you double down? Get some kids. Get a house. You know, nah. lower your taxes. How about that? I'm not but, having no darn kid just for no damn tax purposes. Hey, people have been doing it. People are still doing it now. So but I, can, I, can, I can see, I can see, I mean, there are definitely opportunities. I, I'm pretty sure my partner would be cited to hear this episode, but no. That's, yeah, that's I've been trying to teach people taxes. We did the whole workshop last year and I, well, I hit the 7,500. It's actually going up behind that right now, but I, I there's only like five people, I guess, wanted to jump on, register to do the workshop coming up. So I'm not really mad about it. I'm just looking at everybody like, y'all keep asking for financial literacy, but y'all not really bought that life. Let's, or, let's be honest, pe people. I'm making this face right now. You, I mean, you guys can't see. I'm just be like, mm, 
<laughs> people are peopling, you know. People are peopling, you know, because even this event I'm speaking to at uh, tomorrow, you know, uh, about financial literacy and about recession proof and all this good stuff. Tomorrow, it's a networking event, and I think the ticket was only 15 bucks. But there's so many people that's gonna, um, like, in terms of sponsorship and vendors, are going to be there. And I'm just like, I think it was like 30 people book or pre book, whatever. I'm just like, but if it was a, a IE brunch with Linda's, <laughs> yeah, like an, an investor brunch, investor brunch, real estate brunch, right? Ma- you know, making some kind of scam deal brunch or like, uh, what do they call that with that girl with Stormy? Gotta go hang out Stormy with her Daniels. for a weekend, you gotta go yeah. stay out with her for a weekend, you know, five grand for the weekend. I'm like, oh, right. okay, all right, y'all be there for that, but y'all ain't being there for something that actually matters to you. And this is a free workshop, too. That is why throws me off like it's a free workshop it's a really good uh, amount of information you can get out of it but if you don't want it I don't know what else to think anymore besides like yeah people have to make choices when it comes to personal finance I'm, I'm, I'm not in a space to help people that don't want to be helped though you know what I mean? Yeah, you're like, getting older now. Now you're getting like your little, little it, we used to call me salty for it. It's not salty. It's like, it's hard to, you do this, you throw your hands and like, eh, what can I do? You know, I can yeah, tell you, you that it works, but you don't want to listen. So, you, okay. you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm not about to do this anymore. I'm just like, let me, let me get the bag. <laughs> if you, if you want to get the info at that point, when I really get the bag, if you're not into this information anymore, it's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I really, now you, just, now you, now do you understand? How but, I but, doing? but you, you're really petty and salty, right? Cause I'm not going to like just shoot out people. It just like hey, in your face. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. There's a difference. What I'm, <laughs> like, what I'm saying it's is it's so much that, fun though to like, be that petty though. It's so my funny. Gosh, I no, think it's funny. LG. What I'm what I'm saying is that I think I'm just in a space where like and, and I'm moving to like more of my commitment to myself. And I just understand that um in, in terms of just preserving my my livelihood and myself into just evolving as a person as a woman then I'm going to help those who genuinely want to be helped right and if I'm the go-to person like I think Atlanta will have more information on this or and this person genuinely want to be helped and get information then I'm all for it but I'm not going to push you or coerce you into something that you're not even aware of that you're doing or something that I, I feel is maybe beneficial to you. If you don't see it that way, then you just don't see it that way. It's like, like we're, we're really getting some woman, <laughs> you know, responsibilities and things, right? Cause I had a really long talk with my brother about, you know, the situation with my mom in her house. Right. And I even had a really good talk about my partner, some things I didn't even know about his family. Um, and, the whole situation, their housing accommodation, their interim retirement. So there's long-term things I have to think about. And just like, at some point, everything else is going to be like, so like, you know what I mean? Far vision for me that I'm not even going to worry about it. I'm like, yo, I'm like 10 steps ahead right now. Like you're not keeping up. I, I don't know what to tell you because life is changing and, and the world is changing and you can only do so much for others who do not want to, adapt to those changes and do better for themselves i can't make you do better for yourself you know and i think that's where i agree i i poke fun at people are at least in a petty way that you you interpret as petty but i just i i I love to crack up jokes that's the the thing i love to do so any level of the joke anything that could be double entendre i love it and this is what you see on my instagram all the time is this idea that there's like i posted this one girl that i guess defrauded jp morgan was it or something and I, and and somebody's like, why did you pull her up? I'm like, because she's white. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I did it. Yeah, JP <laughs> no, she's like, I put white collar crime because she's white. I want you to know that she's she's the culprit. I'm making a double entendre because I think it's funny to see that based on the 2020 and 2021, a lot of black tech people were saying that there are not a lot of VCs, you know, investing in them and their opportunities. Now we're seeing on the back end, a lot of these people are investing these other young, you know, young people that are non-black and these people are defrauding them all over the place. So there's a lot of people going to jail for it. That, and, I, and I don't mind it anymore. I, I love it. I welcome it now. I want to see these type of almost like karmic changes in the world because you have to make a decision for yourself as to how far you want to take your life. To your point, change is happening all around us. The world is changing. And I think the people that are in the position to be successful have learned to focus on themselves, not in a, a selfish way, but in a way that really like, this is our purpose. You have to focus on who you are, what you're going to do, how you develop and almost what you put into the world. And you can't do that by dragging somebody else along that don't want to be dragged. It's like, it only slows you down. It messes you up, the tempo, the flow, the joy in your life. It doesn't really do anything. And for years, at least for myself, I could tell you for a good, I would say 15, if not 20 years, I acquiesced, I acquiesced to a lot of different people. I said, you know what? I want to listen. I know that I'm thinking this way, but everybody else seems to be going this other route. Let me open my mind and let it go and let, let in God and listen to them and, and give them a chance and understand where they're going. But they were going off a cliff. I knew they were going off a cliff. I was almost going off the same cliff with them. And until then, I was, I was like, I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing this anymore. I can't jump out this plane without a parachute like you guys are trying to do right now. It's a little crazy. And I'm going to call it out for what it is. And this is why, to your point, especially in this day and age in 2023, I'm like, yo, I'm focusing on myself, too. I'm doubling down on it. So, yeah, you know, it, I might my message might not be for everybody. And that's just what it is. I have to even make peace with that, too. Like the fact that you don't get likes and reels and shares and stuff like that, because Maybe they don't like you. <laughs> they don't like you specifically. They like the other person. They don't care if it's scammy stuff, but they don't like you. So I'm like, you know what? That's cool. They don't like me, but I like me. I have to learn to love me more to kind of develop a better version of myself and really go into my purpose to support my family, to support my friends and the people, to your point, the people that really want the help. Yeah, that's. I think that's that's what you have to do to preserve yourself and preserve your um your mental, you know, mentor space of everything that's going on. Like people here today, people are gone tomorrow. Didn't Lisa, uh, Elvis daughter, his only uh, child uh, just passed away from cardiac arrest. You know, like we had an NFL player, young guy, 23, 24, something like that. Um, just passed out playing football, you know, like there's, there's constant things moving around. The economy is shifting. Like presidents are constantly getting <laughs> investigated Brazil. Like we just did a, um, January 6th. Yeah, Brazil just did a whole new They copy paste. I'm just like, bro, what, <laughs> you know? And it's, it's, it's just like so many things happen in this world. And I think at the the seasoned age of 33, almost 34 this year is um, what really doesn't matter does not matter. <laughs> like the things we put in our energy into and, and this, cause some people can be like, unless you could be some, you know, you could be spaced out sometimes when 
you know, when we're having these like conversations, like I'm not spaced out, I just don't care. <laughs> oh man. You know? like, didn't, didn't like uh, Megan Thee Stallion and somebody else, what the guy that shot Tory her didn't shoot her? That was a big deal for a lot of people. They were following this stuff. Deal. They were following this stuff every day or whatever. I still don't know the resolution. I just don't care. <laughs> like, like mm-hmm. it, in the end of the day, if it's not going to impact you on an actual, like maybe paying your bills or maybe like changing your life, then why does why do you why do we as a society put that much energy into this? I keep hearing Meghan Markle and the other guy. I really don't I'm care. So, I, so I don't even know their them. names. I'm so I don't even know their them. names. I like what's their name? And I, I love her from uh, Suits. Suits, yeah, that, that's, I knew. Yeah, I knew her way back in Suits. I nobody feel like else they're pushing them on us here in the U.S. and we're just eating it up. Right? I, I, like, I don't I'm get just, it. I'm like, I'm I looking at everybody. I, I'm, I'm letting it go because it's truly just nonsense. It's she just made a over a million on pre-sales alone. Pure nonsense. Yeah, even the the fact that the president has some documents at his crib it's a big deal for what reason a lot of us have documents up from our job just sitting at our crib somewhere this i'm pretty sure there's a job that you had or even like a classroom homework that you had from college still in your box somewhere you see like, the clip i posted where uncle joe said he is I, I so didn't. tired yeah he, he, yeah, he, he looked at tired like of this thing it's weird but but then he also to to their negative point they played it up when Donald Trump was they going through it. They always play it up, right. Yeah, they were, they, he was going through that. They were like, ah, see, see, we got him. Now, now they got you too. They, they, I'm looking at him and I'm like, yo, we all have it. I'm pretty sure if you go to Obama's house right now, he got some stuff too. Clinton got some stuff too. We could go on forever finding out that we just have documents that we haven't shredded that, that may or may not be classified, may or may not be important. And it's just sitting at our desk. Right. And it's okay. Uh, Who the hell cares? <laughs> like, like, I, I, I he's like, like, did it do anything? Like, in the end of the day, did did was that actionable? Did did he do anything besides that? Was he on the side? Was he? Did he have a second cell phone where he's calling some other international company? He's like, yo, man, do this, do this, do that. We don't have that. We don't have anything. It's 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 a lot of things too. Like the things that you know, not only take our attention away but hold on to our attentions i think there's um a psychological component to that because we we look into the tory lanes we look into like <laughs> the megan Stallion getting shot which we know she got shot by him like long time ago but it had to take a release video audio to for him to admit that she got shot because we we played it up as more as it should have been that that was an open shut case <laughs> That was an open shut case and we made it more of protecting black women, da, 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 believing in what woman says, which is all true. But in this manner, it was an open shut case and he has previous experience of being violent. He's just like a little leprechaun, just being violent to everybody. <laughs> a mush- he's a yeah, Mushkin just being violent to everyone. So hey, he has history Canadian. of this. I'm just saying, you know, he's Canadian. He's not even from around It here. was an open shut case. I just think like all these like mishaps. And, sorry, like, sorry for that Canadian statement because I'm pretty sure somebody listening is Canadian. <laughs> real bad about it. My bad. I apologize. So like, it, it's just all these things that are happening. I, and, I, and also it's, again, a, a psychological point because it's us protecting ourselves um because we need something to distract us so we are not accountable for our own lives and i think that's that's a huge part of it too because i'm I'm doing these things and again i'm just like reading these articles whatever i'm doing and it's again 
a documentary come out, Meghan Markle. And I'm like, yo, I do not care. <laughs> you know, like it's just more and more that you're like pushing this stuff in your face. Like, and Meghan, I, I, or the princes hate each other or don't hate each other. I don't really They got care. into a fight. She, Did they get into a fight? I don't even know. I I, I don't want to click. Like, I don't want to click to to read it. I'm, I'm not like I don't care. I don't care. It's it's. It, I, I think they just do it like just just purposely to get our attention to hold on to our attention as well. And we're so consumed and so um into other people's lives like we don't we forget about our own lives i don't necessarily say forget we want to forget about our own lives so you and just i think we're, we're a little bit weird too a little bit macabre a little bit strange because every time that we see especially in 2022 it's like billionaires lost this much money ha 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 and you, you see the comments ha they're like but you're still poor though you're still struggling like hey hey elon musk could, could lose let's say 250 billion he still has way more money than you ever do. Like he's still just way ahead. He's fine. He even got his hair back. Like what's, what's, what's up with this? He's, at the end of the day, you're just salty. Like your clicks and your likes and you're like in your face, see, see, they could lose too. Like at the end of the day, you haven't changed your life and you're still chronically unhappy. And I think if we focus more on, I guess, solving our own issues, we'd be better off as a society. And to your point, media doesn't really, it's not, they're not doing it, per, I guess, purposely to kind of create this thing. They're doing it because it makes some money. It makes some money because they've got to get paid. The person that's writing it, they're, they're only writing it because that's the only thing they could write so they could get their name out there so they could get paid. If they don't write this fluff stuff or whatever piece, whatever it is, they're not going to get money. They're going to starve to death. So they're going to write it. The, the, the media syndicate, they're going to publish it. Why? Because how do they pay these people? Because they have to get these clicks and they got to get these ads. Everybody is kind of working together because nobody wants to be chronically poor. And that's where we're at. <laughs> I always I always think about that Martin episode. Um, I've got, I think, something he was going to sue about, about insurance or um, playing a what was it paying for a, a speeding ticket and the insurance company was trying to raise up his uh uh premium and everything and he going to court he has to get a lawyer to like you know uh combat it and everything and he was like gina you know what something i realized the world is a ghetto everybody is hustling everybody i'm like yeah <laughs> you're right about that it's all a cycle and if we don't get into that ie or quote-unquote matrix then we'll be like really consumed <laughs> into everything that's happening and not really looking into our own lives and taking um and, and taking audit of what is going on for us and how can we do better as people and as individuals so i help people but i only help if you want help i'm not not forcing you oh yes uh, yeah <laughs> i gotta crazy. switch up my my entire mantra what i do somebody actually just dm me earlier say oh man i see your prices are up to three grand I'm like yep they're three grand <laughs> it's what it is like if you're gonna hit me up you're gonna waste my time you better like come cough up this cash I'm, I'm i'm going to i'm going to do um lead more into the uh workshops as well lead my own workshops but i want to I think I want to do more communal, like more face-to-face. -face. So into groups and stuff like that. Um, Cause I always get people who's interested in doing the workshops and I refer them to you uh, to, to do it. And, like, and, they, and they don't do it. And they don't, <laughs> don't do it. Do I it. Saying, you're going to learn the hard way that it's just a very interesting space that we're in just financially overall as an American society, but specifically for black and brown communities. Like for some reason, we're just not interested in this financial stuff. I had to come to terms with that as a statement 
because no matter if you st stuck it right inside the hood, right inside the community college, right inside the library, whatever it is, people are not as, they're not, they won't show up as you think they would. Even when you said, hey, you know, um, it's gonna be this weekend, they're gonna be like, well, you know, I got this other thing. At what time can it be? Cause I got this other thing I'm trying to do. Oh, and you're looking at them like, mm, nah, it's still gonna be the same time, same place, same everything. And you, you had plenty of time to decide what you're going to do. And I, I, I literally put the people in those situations to see how they react. Because it's one thing for you to come back around and say, oh, look how lucky this guy is and he, all his money that he's trying to flaunt on me, whatever. But you could have been there. You could have been right next to me. You could have been ahead of me. Some people had way more money or way more income than me starting off. And I watched these same people kind of start treading water. And eventually, instead of kind of you know saying, you know what? Let me listen to this guy, or let me listen to Alana. Let me listen to what um, Lovely. This is exactly why Lovely kind of um, moved away from working strictly for small businesses, and she's really developing herself, adding more credentials, working with bigger companies. Because a lot of people, as much as we love to help them, they don't show up, and they don't follow through. Because if it's not easy, if it's not microwavable, if it's not tomorrow, I made an instant amount of money. People are not really interested in that and it's funny but that's kind of how the world is right now uh, yeah it's 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 very very adoptable uh information and people have been doing it utilizing it but uh, people don't want to going back to your your prices someone just messaged you and said your price is too high now well, they, they, I guess they were reviewing the prices and realized like, wow, man, your price is coming up, whatever it is, because I should have got it way back when. I'm like, that's nice. What else? <laughs> <I realized?" laughs> did, did you hit them? What, what, which one we do with that information? <laughs> like, no, that's what I thought in my mind. I was like, that's nice. <laughs> like, you, you hear all these things and you're like, that's cool. Or Lauren, she should write this. Or Lauren, she should post this. And you should do this. I'm like, I got paid $200 for running a blog for three years. Nah, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing whatever you say that I'm trying to do or whatever you want me to do and kind of by proxy. And nah, I'm just doing me. It's it's literally two hundred dollars. I could count the, the the dollars. They sent in two checks of a hundred dollars a pop, and that's all I got from it. I'm not mad, like because I've always done things for the sake of giving to the world, right? That's why it's available. It's always been kind of free. So I'm not mad at it. I'm just kind of like looking at people and saying, you know what, it's been around, it's been available. And it's, these, this kind of financial information predates me, predates all these podcasts. And yet a lot of us are choosing, and I have to use the word choosing to, to do otherwise. We focus on different things. We watch, we binge watch TV, like, hey, the new show came out. We're binge watching the entire weekend. We'll make a way out of no way. Now, how how you gonna been watching the entire season of straight like hour episodes for hey, 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 12, hey. 12, 12 hey. episodes? You hey. knock it out. Like you like, I'm gonna knock it out. Okay. <laughs> like, depends depends on the show now. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad at the show. Did I say I'm mad at the show? I'm saying that Just we saying. Hey, we have to make the we have to be honest about our choices when they happen. Because some people is like, oh, it, in their minds, they forget that they made a choice to watch Wednesday, which I thought was a great, you know, Netflix um, show, uh, instead of actually working on themselves that weekend, instead of actually putting some hours to even one or two hours to work out. Simple as that. Walk around the street or do something productive for yourself, but you'd rather just sit there, vegetate and watch TV. Or some people, like I heard this uh, one podcast, uh, one podcast guest said, or a caller said, well, I spend most of my weekends on Sundays 
watching um, football, all football. And I thought to myself, wow, that's a lot of time. He says, and they do, he does that for 17 weeks. I never actually looked it up, but the, imagine a person that, that puts in the entire day of watching football for 17 weeks. How many hours of that is, is it? You got like what? A good, let's just say it's what, six hours? Every just one day? Just yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, they play all day. Like I, for, I forget the amount. I remember watching people doing it and I'm, I know it makes sense, but for 17 weeks, that's 102 hours. Mm. I I don't know. You could have done a lot <laughs> with that 102 <laughs> hours. That's a lot of time. And you find that people are doing this for years. Let's say they're, they're staunch football or fanatics, whatever fans, they're doing it almost 2000 hours worth of energy and watching somebody else live out their dreams. Like, let me, let me repeat that. You watching somebody else live out their own dreams. Like LeBron is living out his dream. I remember that one comment that he said after the game when people were just really criticizing him for not winning or something like that. He said it like, like in the end of the day, I'm gonna go home to my house, to my wife, to my kids, and I'm gonna be happy. And I think he left it there. And that was a cold statement because I don't think they, they missed it. They're like, oh, I can't believe he said that. Like, this is how unhappy you are that you missed the lesson he's trying to tell you. No matter if he shoot the ball in or out, no matter if he wins or not, he still gets to go home. And he still gets, he feels a certain level of, yeah, you, you lost. Yeah, you might not have won what you wanted to win at the time because you put in the effort towards it. But at the end of the day, he's living a dream beyond his wildest dreams. And that's the beauty. That's to me, that's manhood. Manhood is, is looking around and say, you know what? I accomplished this thing. And then I'm making sure that my wife is secure. My kids are secure and my family's fine. Absolutely. You can't take that away. Like, he's like, oh, but somebody could call him a Negro tomorrow. And how he's going to feel like he'll he, he, he do this with the shrugs, bro. <laughs> it's like, you can hate me if you want to, but I'm still live my life. And I, I think, think someone that's did write something like that on his garage door. It yeah. Was it was him? Okay. No, yeah, I think it happened before in Cleveland or something like that. And, and somebody brought it up and was like, yeah, you see, you see, that's an example of why it doesn't matter if you make money or not and you're reputable. Like, you don't understand. Like, right now, LeBron sleeps very nice. I'm pretty sure he has a, a mattress that, that, that is probably way more expensive than your entire salary. So I'm just like for a couple of years, <laughs> like, like not just and, and his legacy is continuing. His, his, his son just is a beast as him. His son's yeah. not even what, six, his son's 16. No, yeah. Most of, both of his sons are actually playing yeah. now. Yeah. Both of his sons are, are, are getting up there. So, they're, so they're, in the route. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're getting, getting the route right into yeah. the NBA. So I'm like, yo, y'all, y'all sleep. <laughs> yeah, like you forgetting the whole point. Like the point of the game is to leave a legacy. The point of the game is not leaving the, a financial legacy is to live almost happy and that's why i try to tell people now it's not the dollars that really kind of count in the end is how how happy are you are in the morning when you wake up and say you know what i'm gonna make this cup of coffee and just be like it's a good day <laughs> that's it you just you just you know, it's a good day i mean i mean smegs it's a good day you, you ain't thinking about the bills you gotta pay coffee. yeah yeah you ain't got you, you, ain't, you ain't losing your mind when I'm, I'm when i'm overseas and we have to buy something or go to a restaurant i'm like Go to the restaurant. There's no like second guess. Oh, how much is it? You know, is it struggling? I'm like, 
there there was a time that we did go and i was like hey we're going out a lot and at dinner i'm like this is not natural for me it feels weird <laughs> i had to say that like like and i actually explain it's not the money it just feels unnatural that we're just going out every you know night at, at a restaurant all right i'm fine i'm not even that hungry i'm like i'm not hungry. i can just go back home I, I, I always find like the experiences because when um, it's, it's so crazy, it's like seven years ago now, seven or eight years ago, 2016, 2015. I, I literally remember me negotiating my salary. It was 43.5 and then it went up to 48. Then, you know, like it started going up. But I also remember um, a blog or a written article that you posted on the Neighborhood Finance Guide when you launched your website about, I guess the magic number was 77. Right. And I'm like, okay, I got to shoot for 77. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I went hard, you know, and I shot up for the, the, I'll make it 75 at the time. Then I, I start making more now I'm making a little bit more. I'm realizing going back in retrospect, was it really about the money? Nope. Now, now I'm, I'm in, I'm in a different tax bracket from the last time you wrote that post, uh, that rim. And I like, that's my goal. I'm get 77. I surpassed 77. Now I'm looking back. Was it really about the money? I'm like, mm, cause now I'm here. <laughs> like, I don't know. Was it really about the money? I would say mentally it feels a little bit more comfortable. I am comfortable, but for me, I'm, I'm realizing I, I worked so hard to get to this, to this like, um, income to this, um, professional space. And I'm seeing that is, the smaller things really matter. You know how some people saying when they make all this money, those like, eh, matter. you know, like now I'm, I'm seeing it matters, but the small things matter, man. Like the, the really small things. Like I see my cousin, uh, this past weekend, I haven't seen him in, in like a few years. He moved with his mom. And when I say my cousin, this is my sister-in-law nephew. So I see him growing up, I babysit him. So I haven't seen him in a while. So when I came and um, spent some time with him this past weekend, he is tall. And I'm looking at him just like, whoa, where did the time go? You know, and, and, and just in retrospect, just the money that, you know, the skill sets and the experiences. And I'm just like, yeah, I was chasing this goal. I surpassed this goal. Now I'm looking at like, now what? Right. So just in retrospect, for me, it was just really you, you can obtain the things that you want to obtain, but don't forget about the smaller things as well. Spending time with your family, doing the things that you really enjoy. I will say in my journey, personally, it was who I became when I was chasing a specific number in the income because I became a better person. Um, I became a, be a better professional uh, young person. So you want to grab hold to those goals, but once you get there, you have to kind of realize that those smaller things matter because now I'm more comfortable. I can go out if I want to. You have a choice to do so and you feel good about it because you're not like scrambling, trying to figure out how you're going to make a, a credit card payment. Um, I'm in a financial uh, security, but I want to be in more in a financial space and understand that what I do, what I don't do, I'm still going to make money. Right. And I think that I want to be there because now that everyone chasing to this certain income, like six figures, six figure, I'm like, mm, until you hit that tax bracket, <laughs> you know, like it don't really matter as much as you think it does. But um, it, it's quite funny how we look at like these different things uh, now that we are in this like different social economic background. Because when my advisors just tell me about I'm in a different tax bracket, I'm like, <laughs> 
clinic. But I guess on a psychological level, I'm looking around, I'm looking at my cat, I'm looking at my family, I'm looking at uh, planning things, you know, I'm like, okay, I, I, I see it. I see it. But I thought it would be different, I guess, if that makes sense. Like being, I thought, I thought it would be a little bit different, but then again, inflation is like triple right now. So yeah, I, I think that was like that post that I saw that some people make it about the destination. And then, you know, I guess the goal of that post was to not make it about the destination, but make it about the journey. So you're going to get past your destination and keep going past it because you're just on this journey, no matter where it's taking you. I think that's what you learn along the way for like, when you said that, that I just did a reel, which is very random that the reason I don't do the real thing, but I did it. Yeah, I noticed. It yeah, because I just the real. No, like I always wanted to use that song. That's the biggest. Re- I love that song. It's, it's a fun. It's a very fun song for some reason. So it was basically salary, salary transparency. I've seen a lot of people post them. I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna do it just to show people that it's not about where you start. It's like where you're going. So I started off making that 23. You know, everybody knows that story at this point. And to see it from like 2012 all the way to now making 126.9, I think that's where my base salary is now. I'm like, dang, that's a, that's a crazy increase. That's an insane increase. But yet it wasn't like, it wasn't for the money though. I didn't do this entire journey for the cash. I did it because I was challenged to do it. Like somebody said, you know, hey, it's impossible. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out. So that's what I did it. I did it because it was interesting because I was bored with whatever I was doing. So it was kind of like, all right, we find something else new to do. I did it because, you know, hey, I just wanted to feed myself, you know, have a pantry. It's simple stuff like, hey, and I, I wanted to travel. And travel to me didn't mean international. It just meant like, hey, travel to another city, you know, or travel without that fear that, hey, my 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 credit card is going to bounce or something like that. Hey, whatever. So in, along the way, it's not the money for me. And I explain that to people all the time. And I keep telling people all the time. It's really just finding that level of happiness. It's wild. Like for me, I'm already there. Anytime I get like a raise or something, it's nice. Obviously, it's trying to keep up with inflation. You know, it is what it is. But in the end of the day, like I was telling my my wife yesterday, it's like always trying to keep us in a space where we're grounded and remembering the details. Um, and I'll, I'll give you the, this thing that I thought about yesterday was, or this entire month was about food waste, food waste. And the fact that when we go to the grocery store now, you know, we, we don't look at the prices. We just grab stuff that we take, we, we need, and we want, we lump it all together as a need, but it's really just, you know, grocery store shopping. We're not really paying attention because we're not using cash anymore. There was a time the prior generation had cash. So they went to, to, the grocery store with $50, they had to get $50 worth of stuff. And they had to make that work. If they went for $100, they had to make $100 worth of stuff. Now we got the credit cards and we're not even looking at the, the dollar value anymore. We're just kind of swiping it. And yeah, yeah, the, we might see the number being a little higher, but we don't care. We're just like, just put the card in, sign, sign, sign. And, and we'll continue on, you know, or, or our journey for that day. So I've told uh, my wife recently that, because he's he also got hooked with the hey do it online and also pick it up and and she said it's free and stuff like that i'm like i'm still a little like iffy on this idea that it's free the the pickup delivery thing but you miss out you miss out on knowing prices when you do that that's another thing you forget about you forget how much things cost because all you do is just click 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 online and then you move on and that's what also mean, part but the of the prices, problem. the prices is on, is on. No, the prices are, are on it. They, but you're talking about there, others. 
others? Like if you're looking down the aisle, you could kind of do a price. Yeah, you could do comparison. different changes. You could make changes based off how, what's in um, what you're looking at in your hands, a tactile change. You're like, oh, you know what? I, I, you know, yeah, I want this snack versus this snack, but the price of this snack is like $7. This price is like $2 in this snack. I already get two of these snacks and instead of that one, that's $7. So you're not making these price comparisons on an active level anymore. And it's becoming easier for you to spend more and more money without you noticing. So that's something even after this um, entire recording, I'm going to go to a grocery store. I want to, I want to walk the grocery store. I want to be in the, I want to go down every aisle like I always used to do to ensure that I'm not just grabbing things just for the sake of it. And understanding that there's other options. There's the generic option, there's the other option, or maybe there's something on sale that's right in the same aisle that you're forgetting about. I used to love Publix for that, that buy one, get one freeze. Grab that buy one, get one free. You wouldn't know if you're just clicking online because you're just kind of like, I'm just gonna get the stuff that I want. Like, no, go get the buy one, get one free because that's gonna save you money. So it's interesting. We love comfort. I think this is in the midst of having comfort. Yeah, too much comfort could create that level of apathy. And then you could also lose a lot of money within it. So even at the beginning of the year, what we saw was like, oh, I didn't like God, I didn't sign up for the struggle package. But I'm like, <laughs> oh, that, the that, that, that went yeah, viral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all the, the, the guys did it. The girls did it. And then it's like, oh, I ain't, I'm not struggling. This is it. But I'm like, that's the whole point of life. You struggle through it. You learn, you get challenged by it. Yeah, you don't wish it upon yourself in a sense, but you can't go through life avoiding it. You think the soft life trend is making us actually soft? Oh, we've been soft. <laughs> like we've been, I'm soft too. I'm, I'm soft and flush. <laughs> I'm getting a little, little fat here. You know what it, is, what it is? The soft life is all, it's a. It's the millennial life. It's the Gen Zer life. It's the idea that everything exists in this world for us and we just live off of it. And that's also problematic because we're not creating anything. This is why I, I posted about the whole idea of I'm a digital creator. Like you ain't creating nothing. You took a photo. You didn't create the software to, to get the, the camera. You didn't create the software. You didn't create the phone. You didn't create the internet. You You're didn't create creating. anything. You, a you just, feeling of vibe. <laughs> vibe. Don't sit here and say you're not creating. They're you're here creating to the vibe. You need to create the apparatus. I will say, I, I will, I will say, like digital content creator, especially if you're a YouTuber like myself, it does take time when you're trying to edit and do things. So yeah, it is creating. You're no, creating. I, I, I'm not I, okay. Let me scale give it you pushback. Yeah, I'll give you pushback on creators. that one. It takes a while. No, no. There's some people that are quitting their jobs to become digital creators, and you could tell people from a um, back background in that editing takes time, content takes time, writing it out takes time, getting traction takes time, getting advertising it takes time. All of this stuff takes time, and that's what my pushback is on the idea of digital creators because you're not creating anything. Imagine if. For, God forbid, YouTube just be like, they're done. So where are you going to get this passive income from, from YouTube when it's, when it's gone? Where are you going to get passive income from IG when it's gone? So you're not creating this thing as much as you think you are. You are living within it and you're living on the hopes that it continues to do what it did the year before, the year before, the year before. And that's just say it's not, it's not sustainable. Yes. 
Yes, and that's a, that's problematic. The idea that we get into our heads, like, you know what, I'm going to quit because, hey, stocks are doing well in 2020. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to quit whatever without a real plan because you thought everything is going to keep going up, up, and up, and up. But I will, I will say it has worked for some people where they uh, scale their likeliness. Yeah, I think that's what you want to call it. And lightness, their, their lightness. lightness. Yeah, their lightness into like brand deals and all this other stuff um, in business. They're, they're scaling their business where it does work out for them and they do have long longevity into uh being a content creator or a brand you know um a brand you know marketer or however you want yeah, to it could create it could create real companies but there's a for every person that we find to be successful that we end up seeing on our timelines that we end up following and becoming uber successful at what they do which they would probably always have done that too even outside of social media there's always been people that are at least the money guy show we've talked about it before called virtuosos these people are are no matter what in life they would have survived they would have made it they would have created a space for them like you know um cure gains i'm i, I ran into that i know his wife like this this is a person that was always very animated that was a, a person that always carried gravitas and and people around him either being on campus or being in the fraternity like this is not something him being what he is, is not something entirely new because of just social media alone. It was just who he was. It just got almost magnetized by or like uh, maximized by this, right? But in the end of the day, there's a whole lot of other people that have failed in the quest of becoming a digital creator. That's why you go on some social media uh, or some YouTube pages and you don't see a lot of new content. <clears throat> Atlanta. So I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just saying, dropping it out there. I, I was mute for a second. <laughs> okay, that, was a, that, was a, that was a shot, a shot across the bow. But I, I, why is, why is lovely in the comments just like going go crazy in the comment section? Like this, this, this is this is her her her, her niche is like yes most people do pivot you know we never did brands. an intro we never did an intro we Let's did talk. no we did we did yes no, we, we did, did. We, we, we're talking about tfg no we never at this did. point it's 2023 <laughs> if you're still <laughs> listening at this point <laughs> if you're still no, listening at this intro. Point, you know i'm telling you we never did an intro we didn't say hey, i feel like you did i feel like i feel like you did no we did not if you're gonna listen to this thing and you're gonna be like damn they, you just went in we we did i remember you okay I'm, I'm pretty sure you did but it wasn't the formal formal oh it definitely intro. wasn't formal yeah that's true. That's yeah true. so we gotta keep it rolling and, and it's less work for me on my on the back end so <laughs> like, keep going. hey you listen you listen to to us right now you can definitely jump in lovely whenever because you show up whenever you feel like you know how rich people do that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's not what how rich people know. do i just thought that you guys did a you know a professional introduction and said that i wasn't here and i felt like it would be mad that, you know the rich people are always very professional that's, that's another thing you know, so i'm professional that i'm punctual but they're never on time makes no sense <laughs> I thought you guys did an intro like hey lovely's not gonna be on this episode so it'd be so awkward for me to just jump in and start talking to people like did they not I, say she wasn't there I'm, I'm starting to think is the 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 intro necessary yes it is yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. You tell people oh. that's, new. So that's like the first time that they ever get into I, feel, I feel like I feel like you should just you we should I don't know I feel like it should be just an introduction Basically, of, of we have to record. We have to record a a preset introduction, and just kind of use that in the edit. So it's always kind of like it says it. Yeah, even if we re say it again, I guess. Yeah. 
That's no, cool. No, people just kind of go into it because it's like, hey, you know, welcome to the financial grill. And we, we this is what we do. This is what we're about. And enjoy yeah, the episode. I think that would be good. Yeah, I think that would be pew, good. Pew. Right? <laughs> like, we do this a lot. And I'm always trying to catch in between where we say we have to. Sworn <laughs> we had introduction. an introduction before. Oh, yeah. We always used to care about these things. Look at that. We're getting too rich. <laughs> so did he. <laughs> How are you guys doing? I see that you guys have my favorite talkative topic. Yeah, you can't write in. I think I I partly agree with both of you because there's a lot of nuance with the creator economy. Um, That's what it's called. There's a whole economy around creators, including software that's developed around creator economy and, and social media. I think you have to be invested on both folds, which is like the business aspect. What Lawrence is talking about is what I call people that are in a Mac grow or micro part of the business where they're creating digital content and typically you get eating you get eaten for lunch and breakfast what other industry is um, similar the Hollywood industry right how many actors people become starving artists to become actors and actresses and most people don't make it like when you think about how many people want an Emmy or a globe whatever else is very nuanced right so it's pretty much the same thing with the digital content creation there's going to be the Denzel Washington's and there's going to be that guy that plays like five extras and he we never see him again. And so in the same way, those artists and people, we can think about people like Rihanna that have decided to pivot into real businesses like Fenty that have become a billion. It's literally what made her money is not her music. The music gave her leverage and income to be able to have influence then to be able to build a big business. Look at Jay-Z's portfolio similar thing so i think those that are going to win are people that are able to leverage that likeness and influence to then create a real business the reality is like that's one percent that's not the gamut of the the lot and so i think that's where it becomes like um a, almost like a fool's gold where people are putting so much energy into the cost of creating content or sometimes people are faking their lifestyle buying the bags or doing these things and when you look at like opportunity cost as a business the reality is if you spend the next five six years doing that and you're not building another skill around it it becomes this place where you wasted five six years of your career to maybe follow a pipe dream but hey that's almost in all these entertainment media type careers that's the risk that you take um Taraji P. Henson doesn't make it until a way later, um, but she fought to be who she is today in the industry. And so I think it goes back to your own visceral, visceral um, risk adverse, how risk adverse are you? What are you willing to put on the ground? And I think we just learn need to be able to learn to diversify. The same way we talk about investing, diversifying our portfolio, diversify your palette. Um, think about if you're not necessarily a big time creator, can you be in a creative space as a marketer? Can you be in a creative space as a software engineer building out the next platform that Instagram wants to buy because it influences them to be a better social media thing? I think you have to think about it from multiple levels. That's my 50 cents. That wasn't two cents. That was a lot. No, that, that, that was good information because I think a lot of people take the copy and paste of successful stories like Taraji P. Henson. I still remember her story where she left DC and came out to LA with $300 and a toddler. She had her son, you know, and she grinded out for a long time, getting very low gigs and working as a waitress and trying to do her best, you know, until she got the big role as, you know, um, playing the role we know her now uh, in Baby Boy. 
right? So there, there's like a lot of pivots um, people have made, but I think we, we mentioned about this a, a while ago, different episode about how much are you willing to sacrifice? <laughs> you know, like, are you willing to sacrifice your likelihood? Are you willing to sacrifice the comfortability of your life? Because a lot of those things, the, the grit we talk about, the grit that we all went through in our own personal life, I don't think people are willing to do that for a dream. And let's be honest, you can say that you want to do it, but do you really want to do it? You know, if I told you like you had to, you know, grind it out for like 10 plus years, we know the uh, Tyler, uh, I'm sorry, Tyler Perry. Perry. Yeah, Tyler Perry. Uh, He did, he did the gospel shows and the production for play show like 10 years 10 15 years he was homeless at yeah. one point he did you know? for seven years he got he that big for break seven years seven, yeah. he got yeah. a, uh after the seven years he got a big break like how how are you willing to grind it out as much as you can and and what what are you willing to do to sacrifice for your dream or things that you want to do and i'll tell you a lot of people don't want to do it because after a few tries like oh, this is hard. This is, they're not wanting to do it. That's why successful people are successful because not only consistency is uh, is being persistent and is actually pushing through is resilience. That's why Viola Davis is successful as she is because she went through so much as a young young child and everything that she went through, she put every ounce of those collective life experiences into her acting and being fearless. Like she said, I went through this, this is nothing, <laughs> you know? And that's how she became so successful, successful because she was willing to grind it out. A lot of people can't say that. And we take these copy and paste success stories and just think that this will happen to me. You know, maybe it will, but you have to kind of like look into your, like you mentioned, the risk um, assessment of what you are willing to sacrifice for. But I mean, when it comes to financial literacy, if anything, I feel like it's copy and paste because it's really about, having the knowledge and learning how to critically think for yourself to make right decisions and be socially aware when it comes to scammers. I know. I'm going to say this because it's not going to be the scammer part, but I would say this because I think we do see some of the people that do make it to that point, but you can also struggle and do all of those things, persevere and still go through and it still not work out. Like what we see is when the situation does work out. But we, we rarely see when it doesn't, or it's not really as uh, publicized, not really um, put down in the forefront. But there's a lot of people that still had the same level of tenacity as a Viola Davis. They're still great in their own right, whereas it just doesn't work out. That's life. Life is weird. It's like, it doesn't, like sometimes it just doesn't happen anyways. Because I've even known a guy that went from um, Tallahassee and he went to, um, he, he said he's going to go to L.A., to make it happen he had the 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 panache he had the the uh charisma he had the people supporting him and stuff like that and for the most part he was broke he was he was like homeless no not not that guy he was homeless homeless like he was in like he was living in between stairs you know like homeless homeless he still was struggling he lost pretty much everything and for the last what i would say 15 years He's been trying to make a breakthrough in the industry, make, make a breakthrough anywhere. And he, you know, for the most part, at some point, he documented a lot of this stuff, too. And he would be eating, you know, like the only time he gets to eat is when he's playing an extra on a TV show or whatever, or, or a music video or whatever. So there's a lot of people that are putting in the hours. But it, it doesn't mean that you're entitled to the outcome. 
And, and that's unfortunate. It's the risk that we all take. And that's, I'm more leery of telling people, yeah, man, you become a digital creator. It works out versus like, yo, there's a tens of thousands of people it didn't work out for. Are you aware that even after you put in the hours that it just might not work out for you? And if you're comfortable, if you're comfortable with that, that's cool. Do you feel like it's a dream deferred or a dream uh, unattainable? Sometimes it's, it's a, it's, it's a, life is a period scheme. <laughs> it's messed up. It's not a everybody pyramid a pyramid scheme. Pyramid not everybody scheme. makes it to the top. Like it's just, it's just weird. It does. Sometimes it, it is your work ethic, ethic is what you do, what you bring into it. And sometimes it's the time that you came in on. Like, right. like, like the, the time it's, time going. Yeah. it's timing. Yeah, it's time. Yeah. I, I think we need to understand that life is, there's a lot of it that's serendipity. Like an opportunity might come to you. We're out here Starbucks. dropping all types of words. <laughs> like serendipity <laughs> out here, continue Starbucks. Yeah, so you, you might be at Starbucks and then you bump into someone that, oh, I'm so sorry. And oh, da, 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 let me buy this for you. This is that and the third. And it becomes like your lifelong friend and or the your spouse. Like that's just how like random. And I think we need to understand like you're us being here, we're random. Like very, a lot of a million plus type of sperms. It had to be a specific type land in the embryo for you to be here. And I think we need to redefine success because that's the thing that gets us stuck. So for example, I said that to my friend. I said, had I tried to do my MBA like five years ago, I wouldn't have finished it because I didn't see no value in it. That's just the reality. I didn't see no, no value in it. I'm like, you know how many people that I've sat down with and experienced and this and that and a third. And then I have like this God moment, like go get your MBA. Like, why? Why do you want me to do that? Then I'm in the program. I'm like, man, everybody needs to do this. <laughs> this is me now. Everybody needs to go to take these courses if you want to be a business owner, especially if you weren't, if you didn't grow up with the background of business, I think, let's say you had a parent that was like fully, when I mean business, I'm not talking about your mom, you know, selling the place in the house. No, I'm talking about legit scaled business. There's a lot of nuance that you just don't know unless you have that experience. I say all this to say, like, there's so much versions and deviations of roads and paths. It's serendipitous. You might not be that one. But that doesn't mean you can't have a certain type of success. And I think on the backs of like um, Atlanta saying, even financialists, I don't even believe that's copy and paste because there's there's so much nuance. For some people, there's the basic principles of math, basic principles of making, you know, saving more than you spend, investing, blah, 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 blah. But even in that, that's nuance because of just positioning proposition, what the person can able, able to do. I think it goes back to the willingness to pivot. That guy that you spoke about, Lawrence, California, wherever he is, he's in L.A., year one, year two, year three, you're grinding. But are you also being open to maybe other opportunities that God might be placing in your path? You might be saying no to other things that would have gotten you some type of thing. But we like right now, I'm at that place where I'm like, God, whatever. Whether it's me owning a great business that grows and scales or it's me being number employee number 15 at somebody's corporation and providing my expertise, whatever because I'm not gonna define myself by a story that I said to myself 20 years ago. It doesn't, you need to pivot, you need to be willing to change. I think that is probably what you'll see in the people that are successful. They were adaptable. They were willing to say, okay, I thought I was gonna go into theater, but I might be a great spokesperson and now I'm a news anchor. Like you have to be willing to kind of let the story change. And I think 
That's why when serendipitous hap- moments happen in your life and God's like giving you the alley-oop and you keep throwing it back to him. Like you keep getting somebody to say, hey, you should probably do that tech program or you ever thought about becoming an analyst because you have like great skills with numbers. That's another thing. Sometimes we don't recognize that we already have a certain subset of ways. Like Lawrence is always saying that. He's good with numbers. I don't even know if Lawrence likes numbers. We just know he's good with numbers. It could be questionable that he may hate numbers and he just happens to be good at it. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to go with what I've been given. There's so much that comes into it. I just think that people need to be willing to take the pivot if it's not working and also be willing to redefine success. Because there are some people that see Issa Rae and they're like, I have to be her. But there's only going to be one that's Issa Rae. You need to be willing to draw your own, use your own cars, do whatever you need to do. And maybe you're not uber successful where you're in a Forbes magazine all the time, but you might make, you know, $400,000 a year. Why I gotta be a million? Why I gotta be 2 million? Why I gotta be five? We always want more. Why? Do you know that if you make over $400,000 a year in the US that you're top, you're in the part of the 1% of income earners? Yeah, you cap. Globally. What's, 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 Globally. what's the tax? Globally. What's the tax uh tax cap? I think uh, like Lawrence? a good like 39%, 30. It doesn't yeah, matter. I don't make that much money. Yeah, you're capped right. at 400. <laughs> think about it, right? But then what do we say about make, wanting to make a million dollars? Well, I want to make a million dollars a year. I want to make But if you make 400,000, you're part of the freaking 1%. But what do we glorify? What do we glamorize? The 1 million the two million, the three, the four. The, billion, the billionaire. Well, the Elon billion. Musk, they're like the Elon Musk did this or what's the other, the Amazon guy? Um, Jeff, Jeff um, Bezos did this, yeah. this, this, this. I'm like, do you even know these people? No, <laughs> we don't. You're not even in the tax bracket with these people. What is it? Why do you take advice from people that you have no idea about? Like, exactly. can, you, can you stop? Can you just breathe it in? Just saying like, you're not those people that you're trying to mimic and copy and paste. And yeah, it's kind of crazy out here. It really is. And I think that that's like the space that we have to be in. You know, I was ranting, but like be like when you understand that we are put into a machine of quote unquote, what needs to be done. Like, do you remember your high school um, valedictorian? Nope. Atlantis? <laughs> I don't know. These people. Lawrence, I, I had no idea who the heck he or she, she was. was. A I, sweetheart. I do. I think I'm, I want to say I know, but then I had like you know what they have? I was in two. I was in two high schools or something. So yeah, she like married, have kids, whatever. But I remember her because she got. Wow, you are to really Harvard. you are really sweating right here in these streets. <laughs> no, she got accepted to Harvard. She was the first person I know. She was a Hispanic uh, girl. Got accepted to Harvard. What is she doing now? Is she known? Like really, really in her career? I don't think. I think she just. Damn, lovely. You trying to judge her though? Like trying to measure? Her no, success? but this is what <laughs> I'm trying to explain to you. Like, do you know how much like pressure certain kids that like, get into like high school to be this thing? And then for the most part, we don't even remember these people. Like somebody asked me, like, do you care about like your the people you went to school? I'm like, no, I don't do life with them. I don't know them. I, I've seen them. I remember them to some extent. But for the most part, whatever they're doing and not doing really doesn't necessarily pivot my life any much from left to right. I might just have common knowledge, but it's not going to change my life. And I think it's like those things where I start to recognize, like being part of Forbes 30 under 30, for some people is like their North Star. And then I've learned that some people are on that and then they're not making any money and they're not happy with their career or, 
And also, there's people that's on it that's doing freaking amazing. They're and, there, awesome. and there's other ones doing a lot of fraud. You may as well start researching all of them right now. <laughs> right. We, and some of them are doing fraud. So that just tells you the pick of the lot is always going to be diverse. Some people, what we see is what it is. Some people, what we see is what it's not. I think worry about your own life. Stop defining success by a story that we've been told that's not okay. Like you go to certain places, success is being able to feed your family and being able to stay safe. And those men are praised that they're, they put food on their family's table every day. And they're the king of their, na- of their, their village because of their ability to provide. Whatever narrative it is, don't chase something that at the end of the day, you've only been chasing because you thought that's what success is. You want to create content. I create content for fun. When I'm on it, I'm on it. I'm not, it's not going to, it's not making or breaking my life. And I think that's what needs to be. Certain things just do them for fun. I think we're missing that part of our lives. Everything has become a hustle. Everything has become a business. Some things it's okay for it to be for fun. Absolutely. Wow, what a tell. And I think that's kind of where we can land this uh, entire conversation, somewhere between letting people know that you you can't really always kind of force a definition on your life, on success, and on the path and the journey that you're on. And sometimes you, at least for myself, I had to learn to be okay with me no matter what the, the end result was. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot of our forefathers or, you know, the boomer generation, the silent generation, people before us were very comfortable with just being happy. And I, I think we rob ourselves, especially as uh, these young millennials, I think we know it all. We rob ourselves of our own joy because we're always trying to mimic what we think success is based on somebody else's path. And at least that's why I kind of brought up the whole digital creator thing. Not to kind of dismay anybody that might go in there because you're going to end, you know, if that's what you want to do, that's what your style is and it's good. But I don't necessarily want to misconstrue both things of becoming a digital creator as being the only path to success or that it will guarantee you success, which I think is what it's being framed. And that's why we see a lot of people now changing their Instagram, become like digital content creator, yada, yada, and brand lifestyle specialists and one girl recently, I'm like, you, she said something financial educator. I looked at her four posts. I'm like, did you just, you just put a suit today and, and took a photo. I'm like, I want to follow you right now. Cause you seem like a scammer to me. So it's, it's, it's weird. It's odd. And I would recommend everybody to really do your research and look over the people you're following. Cause they might be, you know, leading you down the wrong path. They could be leading you right off the cliff. Well, with that being said, you can follow me if you want to, <laughs> like follow me, like and subscribe <laughs> uh, on my IG page, the Neighborhood Finance Guy, and I'll never follow you wrong or steer you wrong or whatever. You know what I mean. Just come on my page, like me and stuff like that. Where, they, where can they find you, Atlanta? Yeah, you can find me on IG at Atlanta underscore Elson, as well as Pinterest. I had a fun time with my best friend last night on Pinterest. So people sleep on Pinterest, but you can find me there as well as YouTube. I am on the YouTube streets. Oh, um, you guys can find me on Lovely Mordellas everywhere. I'm just chilling. I'm living my best life doing these consultant stuff with these companies that are looking, making me go crazy. But overall, just find me on Lovely Mordellas. I will be posting my... um my lifestyle videos, my luxury lifestyle videos on Instagram again soon. 
I have some inspiration. So I'm waiting for Lawrence to put me in the group chat and said, this is what Lovely's really up to, not really working. So I look forward to Atlanta telling me how good they look. One hater, one nice friend. We'll figure <laughs> out which one is which. <laughs> wow, the lifestyle reels about to come up again. Like, hey, look at me in my, my white walls and drinking coffee and, and making tea. Watch this yes. video of me making tea. <laughs> it's soothing, you know? All right, we're signing off. Thank you for listening to the Financial Griot Podcast, powered by the Wealth Builders Collective. 